Ladies and gentlemen, prepare to be motivated by your host, Reverend John Wheeler! Now shut up! You shut up! Sit down! Shut up! Shut up! All right, everyone in their seats and quiet. All right, it's time to, it's time to get motivated. Uh, hey, this is the Reverend John Wheeler podcast, and that's me. And then uh, over there, that's Bill, my producer, who pushed the button to start the show today. That's what I'm here for. Which means the, um, the rolled-up dollar bill I've been doing coke with that I'm going to pay him for his time with at the end of the week, if he's good, is well-earned. That is, that is, you know what, that's money in the bank. That is rolled up, uh, evidence-covered money in the biohazard bank. So, this is a motivational podcast. Um, I wanted to say, first of all, that uh, uh, my wife is helping me build a supercomputer so I can make more animated things, uh, because that's part of my job, but also it's fun. So this show is going to start being riddled with more and more explosions and lasers and, and flying dog poop and things, uh, you know, and the excuse will be like, this is a new segment. It'll be like listening to shitty shock talk radio from 1995, which is, you know, kind of what we all wish we were doing and listening to. But it's a dead art. Howard Stern's old. Man cow's only on the East Coast. Everyone has a podcast. The world's on fire, and fuck you, we're all gonna die. Uh, anyway, though, uh, she, um, it, we, we got all of the parts of this computer, and um, I gotta hand it to her. Uh, the, the very last one was a scam, and uh, the the person that sent it sent like this was like a three hundred and fifty dollar thing or whatever, and it was like a ten dollar part. And it's the thing that Amazon directly brings us to. It's not like, oh, I would like to go to this guy with a million one, st a galaxy of one star reviews, uh, who everyone's like, well, this was a ripoff and he fucked it up. And blah, blah, blah. it's so clearly a scam. And it's weird that you get funneled into it by this actual thing that makes so much money that it, it's generated a real life supervillain that's going into space in a giant penis. They should call it Scamazon Crime. That'd be a good T-shirt. Let's do that. Uh, <laughs> and hope that they, their lawyers don't have more money than our lawyers. How could they possibly? Right. They probably don't think about the law as much as I do. They break it often enough. I mean, so do I. But I think about it because I'm confident and I'm motivated. Were you going to say something? Well, I mean, you can't multiply or divide by zero. So True. Uh, there's no way their lawyers have more money than us. Yeah, it, it's completely, the <laughs> infinity is a concept the mortal mind cannot grasp, and even if that's a monetary value. Um, so anyway, uh, but she did the right thing where she, she yelled at them and went and sent it in the, it has, you know, they did a lot of weird, sketchy things. Like for some reason, the, pa the return, if you want to return it, packaging they send with you is for FedEx, but the slip was for UPS. And she casually mentioned, oh, I feel weird going in there and with, you know, it's like the different wrapping or whatever. And it doesn't, it doesn't really matter, but I'm suspicious because con artists are very psychologically adept, you know? So it's like they know that a, a person with less fortitude and motivation than Alexis would feel so weird about it that maybe they would just stay home. Be like, I don't want UPS to get mad at me. You know, she she just offhandedly mentioned it and then went and kicked the door in and started shooting. That's, you know, that's her. But people are doormats, which is why this podcast exists, because we're going to fix that. We're going to make you from a doormat into a thing that you... That cool thing the police used to bash down doors with that takes like two guys, a little battering ram the SWAT team has. It's like this medieval. Yeah, that's what you're going to be. One of those things. <laughs> um, but anyway, she's been drowning her sorrows in a show called Bad Girls Club that she's currently watching uh, upstairs. And um, I got to say that I feel like that that idea got stolen from me. And th this is a long-running joke. And if you watched enough Rum Dumpster or enough of my YouTube channel, you'll have heard of this. And I made a joke in, in 2002 or 2003 because we were watching Flavor of Love or something like that. And I predicted that eventually there, there won't be a point 
to reality TV anymore because nobody cares who really ends up dating Flav of Flav. Like that isn't really that one lady like shit on the floor and stuff. And that's what they put in the trailer. And that's how they sell the show. Not, oh, and then eventually he picked this dumb broad. No one gives a fuck about that. And he dumped whoever it was later. I don't remember who it was. So at the time, I kind of had my future eyeballs on. And I was like, someday there's just going to be a show called Bitches Be Trippin'. And there's going to be no contest or no anything. Not even like the Jersey Shore where they half pretended at the first season that they were going to sell T-shirts on the boardwalk or whatever loose fucking framework that was. Uh, you know, they'll just be like, bitches be tripping. Like, what's the show about? It's like, oh, these girls go in this house and they fucking, they're like, wow. And they throw drinks in each other's faces and whatever. And it's like, that's enough. And that's what Bad Girls Club is. My idea with a worse name. Like, this is, this is, must be how Nikola Tesla felt when Edison stole the light bulb. No, whatever. He, he ripped them off. And uh, Marconi ripped off the radio, the patents. Or when uh, the uh, original founders of Tesla uh, got sued by uh, Elon in order to become the founder. Oh, so he could say <laughs> he was the founder so I can argue with a bunch of fucking 19-year-old line cooks online who are just like, oh, you're je- you make all these videos making fun of that guy because you're jealous. Well, this only got a few thousand views. You know what this is? This is a lesson. Like chopping carrots is going to make you into the next Gordon Ramsay, you fucking patchy bearded puke. Fuck you. <laughs> Unless you were willing to sell me Coke and you're a line cook. So maybe, yeah, pro- we should talk. The only good one of those is Anthony Bourdain and he's dead just like Jeffrey Epstein. And you know, do we believe either of them really committed suicide? I don't know. I think the deep state definitely killed Anthony Bourdain because he was doing too much good in this rotten world. He was giving us all hope and people with hope will eventually revolt and people with no hope, and no Anthony Bourdain. And no, I, you know, I've watched YouTube videos. He, he hung out with Josh Homme from Queens of the Stone Age. That was exciting. I loved that. I loved that band. He probably was eventually going to make a cheeseburger for Trent Reznor. Whatever it is, it would have been great. Now he's dead. And I think, I think some people are like, he had demons. And I'm like, maybe. But maybe the demons were the CIA. And that's who killed him. Just like, just like Jeffrey Epstein. I mean, fucking... Um, who was Asia, Asia Argento? Was that the one who, who uh, Anthony Bourdain was seeing that drove him to madness or was accusing him of something or maybe had him killed or something? That was the lady. I don't know enough about it. Oh, um, that the one who me neither, uh, but I'm going to first talk and about he, it. Wait, no, she's alive. No. Okay. Cause there was a friend of his that maybe, and that might've been her too. And I'm really talking out of my ass here because again, I like, Anthony Bourdain and all that stuff. And I also like conspiracies and gossip and news and, and murder and suicide, death and mayhem. And it's all in the wheelhouse, the Wheeler house. But I don't know the specifics of it. Maybe nobody does. There's a new documentary about Anthony Bourdain. Well, we should probably watch that later and then we'll revisit this topic in a future episode. But, you know, she was an, an early part you know, the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard thing are going on, and it's kind of like, you know, it's starting to look a lot like... Amber Turd. Amber Turd was making shit up in, in his bed, uh, which probably isn't the worst thing she's done by far. By the way, uh, the Johnny Depp thing's been going on for a long time. You know, it's like this new lawsuit's new, but the whole thing's been going on forever. And uh, so it's kind of became like a, like a, a household name or whatever, so... Uh, whenever some new person gets accused of something, I, I, you know, I'm a little skeptical at times. So it'd be like, Oh, did you, did you hear, the, hear the Marilyn Manson did all this bad stuff? And I'm like, yeah, I Amber heard about that. And the lady that was telling me that who I then said that to was not amused. <laughs> me, however, if you're wondering, very amused <laughs> with myself at that, because I thought of it on the spot. And it, when it, yeah, when you can think of something on the spot that makes someone turn around and stop talking to you, and it didn't involve any racial epithets or any swear words, it's kind of impressive, honestly, which is why I should be getting paid to talk. So you should really be subscribed to this podcast. Um, but anyhow, I, I do think I've matured just a little since then. You know, like I was like, okay, I, I really think that 
you know, people say, you know, believe all women. I used to be like, okay, 100% of them, even, even the ones who are like in a mental institution or perhaps are, are a dictator of a third world nation. There's probably not very many of those. But James Bond movies would suggest otherwise, and so would Batman, and Batman is basically real. But There was that one planet in Star Trek Next Generation. And the episode of Futurama making fun of it. Oh, yes. More importantly, with the femputer that was voiced by B. Arthur, I think, right? It was! Yeah, she was the femputer, and Bender got it on with her. Great episode of Futurama, everybody. Check it out. Um... Hopefully they don't make more of them, though, because I, I think, you know, let's leave it alone. But any, uh, anyhow, they, they should not. Well, they were going to have the guy that was Bender not in it, too. But um, did he that, get back on board? Yep. Yeah, OK. Uh, he he uh, was arguing that they were not going to pay him enough for his time. And that was I believe him. No, I, yeah, I don't. Though he is a man, I believe him, too. But right. Oh, yeah. So I had an idea, right? I wanted to get on board a little bit more, and I wanted to start believing all women. I, you know, Amber Heard, the, the jury's still out on that one because her, the court is literally in session as we speak. Uh, and I was thinking about other women that have been on trial recently and that we maybe need to believe them, too. So uh, this is an idea I had for either maybe a T-shirt or an NFT or both. Something, something to sell because this is late stage, an NFT shirt, and this is late stage capitalism. We should probably write that down. I'm sure someone else has said it, but you know what? If we say it first, we could pretend it was us. Or if like Elon Musk, we get rich from selling the t-shirt, then we can just pay to go, hey, I invented that when I didn't. So everyone will think I'm a genius, even though I'm just a fucking kid with rich parents who owned slaves in South Africa. Uh, anyhow, Bill, if you would do me a favor as my producer and click on that Believe All Women thing there. All right. Right there. Let's just have a look. There we go. So. Wow. Uh, I made that because, honestly, oh. a lot of people have accused Jusain Maxwell of, of, of being a, an international sex trafficker and involved in the deep state and all that stuff. But what is she, Bill? She's a woman. So I know that there's a lot of women that accuse her of, you know, sex trafficking and pimping and all this stuff. And we should believe them. We really, really should. But is it believe? Is it believe some women, Bill? Is it believe most women? No, I, I think the, the phrase is believe all women. And that includes Jusane Maxwell. Because if anything, I'm about fairness. Okay, and I hope that in the spirit of being motivated to live your best life, you remember to be fair as you move through this world. So, and you can go ahead and click off of that now. Yeah, I think we can put. I'm gonna put that on Instagram tomorrow. Don't worry. Um, that, that'll be your new NFT shirt. That's gonna be my NFT shirt. So, yeah, you know, I just think that if we're gonna believe Amber Heard, we should maybe also believe Jusain Maxwell. And you know what I would love. If for them to just both get like a like a odd couple type sitcom, where uh, they're in they're in a little apartment together, maybe in Florida, maybe the home of the Golden Girls, they're going to be the new Golden Girls because they're women of a certain age. Like yeah, I thought the Golden Girls were only like in their early fifties. Jusain is like sixty one, I think. She looks great, by the way. Why are all the hot ones crazy, Bill? This this is an unfair world we live in. <laughs> Anyway, I'm really glad that uh, we now have the capability of putting things up on the screen because this third episode is going to be on YouTube. It's a video podcast now. I'm just going to say it, yeah. it, it helps when they have money while they're crazy. It helps retain the hotness. Does it really? I, usually. That seems a little bit shallow, Bill, and I expect better from you. Right. I, I would hope that you would just judge them on their appearance alone. and not. It's not about money. It's about the beautiful body that God gave you. <laughs> I'll try to remember that. You, you, you have motivated um, me to. Uh, yeah. To. Uh, if you're gonna marry rich, value. I don't know what to tell you, but uh, you know, marry hot. I mean, beauty fades, but money just gets you mixed up with pedophile islands and all kinds of political intrigue, and you don't, you don't probably want to have to deal with that. That's just bad PR. And you might end up in a little legal hot water. But I think that we should 
Indeed, you know, we should hear Amber Heard out, and therefore we should also give the exact same amount of FaceTime and, you know, respect to Jusane Maxwell. <laughs> and again, if they were on a buddy comedy, remember when I said we could be buddy cops? They could be, they could be hot lady buddy cops. And then it could turn into a porno. That, Bill, we shouldn't be giving these ideas away for free, but look, if you're an entrepreneur... If you're a 19-year-old line cook that spends all your time online defending Elon Musk and yelling at me, maybe this is an idea for you. Maybe pitch that show. Go get in front of some studio execs. I've heard that network television sitcoms are the hot new thing that makes money and that people watch. That's definitely, you know, so if you want to make your emerald blood jewel slave trade millions like Elon Musk, billions even, I think you need to move to California and start pitching some movie ideas or TV shows. The, like the Jazane Maxwell and Amber Heard wacky porno lady gun shooting police hour. That I think, yeah, that's, you know what? You can use that name. I've given this away for free. Eventually, these episodes are going to be behind a Patreon paywall. And there's going to be a little bit of a barrier to entry to, you know, keep the riff off if you know what I mean. But until then, yeah, free ideas. All three people that listen to this, including my dad and probably me and Bill. <laughs> I wonder if they could film it at that Charles Manson uh, ranch. Spawn Ranch. There you go. You think it's still there and do you think I it's very know. haunted? I hope so. Because how close is it to the Skinwalker Ranch? Where all those aliens are? Is that the ghost of Charles Manson? Uh, I'm just asking questions, people. Is he dead now? Oh, yeah, he died. Okay. He finally died. I had a... Oh, man. Fuck, this is almost, I almost wanted to like make this into more of like a video or something, but, but I had an idea when I was still in Blue Felix, I was on the bus talking to, uh, exhale, Chris Massimore, still a good buddy of mine, always was there to help gas up my bad ideas. He was, we should have had a camera running then, but, um, I was talking about how eventually if Charles Manson actually lived long enough, he, he might eventually somehow get out of jail and then, he would become, you know, obviously people would start talking to him a lot, right? You know, and he you know, would be like, hey, let's interview him, let's interview him, let's interview him. Gets a lot of FaceTime, probably starts a podcast. Um, you know, he does have a lot of views about how there's a race war coming and uh, the, the white people are going to win and stuff. And that's not a big surprise from a man with a swastika tattooed on his forehead. Let's not act shocked about who this guy is. You wear a t-shirt with him like you're edgy, but he's, you know kind of a white supremacist, like big time. Uh, he murdered all those people, or had all those people murdered in order to start a race war. That was his plan. So, you know, I don't wear t-shirts with his face on it, but you do you, all right? But anyway, yeah. So he has some kind of white nationalist ideas and stuff. He's real outspoken. He's a real good talker too. So that's probably going to be a big podcast. And I wouldn't be too surprised if eventually he got offered his own show on Fox News. Now, this guy was a pretty good like cult leader. Like he 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 did evil things, but he's really good at getting like runaway women to do what he wanted. Dudes, all these people, he had them under his command. So people listen to this guy. The problem is, is he just heretofore has not had a national or global, dare I say, platform. But on Fox News with his ancillary podcast and all that stuff, he would. He would he would get the message out to the people. He's the kind of guy people listen to, and you know. People have ran for president as a joke before, but he would have the numbers to back it up. So I'm pretty sure that had Charles Manson lived long enough, he eventually would have been president. And if you go, I don't think that's possible. I bring your attention to 2016 and I say, oh, really? Yeah, uh, I, I, yeah in, in 2015, I would because, not have believed that would have been Because here's the thing. I wouldn't, and I didn't, vote for Donald Trump because I'm not stupid enough to go, oh, he's an outsider, even though he's like a real estate billionaire that comes from a trust fund billionaire family and was also on TV, and it's like everyone has drawings of him dressed as Rambo or wearing a leather jacket, and I'm like, yeah, he doesn't live on a dirt road in the middle of nowhere with all you butt-fucking idiots. He would spit in your face. So I was like, I see what he's doing. I applaud him. I'm not going to vote for him because, you know, the con didn't work on me. Like, he's going to fix it. No. Maybe. But you know who I might vote for? I mean, both of them are kind of racist, but... 
Charles Manson actually might shake things up in the way that people thought Trump would, though he didn't. Like, he's just a rich guy that could easily be bought and sold because all he cares about is himself and money. But Charles Manson, it would be a little bit like having the Joker from The Dark Knight be the pre- Like, the kind of guy that would set money on fire to make a point and not stuff it into his fucking oversized blue suit and just run away and be like, there was no money there. I didn't take it. It was somewhere, you know. No, no, he'd be like, I took that money and I set it on fire, baby. And I stabbed the motherfucker that tried to stop me from getting it. I'm like, that's who I voted for right there. Old President Manson, the stabbing president, we call him. The first hobo American to become president. So I think there's a lot of people on the progressive left, which I'm on, that would appreciate him as a hobosexual. That's funny, right? (laughs) You know, if you're afraid... If he he was still alive... He'd be uh, president. He might might have a part in that uh, Maxwell Heard porno. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, like... Because it'd be filmed on his ranch. Yeah, we would just film that at the Spawn Ranch. Bill, see, that's why you're on this podcast with me. I, I, the gold standard of brilliant ideas and follow-through. And you know what you are right now? You're silver. You're the Ethereum to my Bitcoin, my friend. You're riding the saddle with me on this good idea train to rich town, which is where we're headed. (laughs) Not to prison and then hell shortly after. That's, no. So... Yeah, President Manson, who still would have a little time, like, you know, Trump didn't divest his businesses, so he could executive produce the Jusane Maxwell Amber Heard uh, fecal porn fucking violence hour or whatever it would be called. Right. He wouldn't be in the porn before he was president. He'd be in the porn while he was president. Well, he would be. Let's face it. I just I want him to produce that. I, I would like to see his vision played out, hopefully. And, you know, you know, it would be great because Charles Manson was as and this is actually kind of established and, and true and it's one of those things where people just hear it and they're like uh, uh okay it'd be like if it officially came out like jfk was assassinated by aliens people would be like i mean it had to be something weird like that you know how we just don't care about anything anymore now right. <laughs> like it's so awesome actually where people are like wow the government knows about ufos okay well how come everything's so expensive at walmart that you know they just don't give a fuck and why why should they but yeah, I think that, um, oops, I lost my train of thought. JFK, uh, aliens, what was I saying uh, right before Charles, that? Charles Manson, president. Yes, uh, th- easily. Things that uh, don't shock us anymore. Um, oh, if, um, yeah, if uh, if we all of a sudden found out that, uh, nope, uh, I lost it. It doesn't matter. Fuck it anyway. <laughs> you know, look, this was going to be, I could always go back and watch the tape and be Fantastic. like, uh, that doesn't. Oh, no, I know what it was. Right. Charles Manson being a CIA asset is actually kind of well established that they were like giving him the LSD to give to people like he would get arrested for serious shit and they'd just be like, they just let him out. I'd be like, like it. There's a book called Chaos that this dude wrote that it took him like 20 years to write. And it is fucking wild. And so the point is, is that the, the CIA still kind of runs the show. So instead of being at odds with them constantly, the way a lot of presidents have been, you know, like Obama goes up there, he's like, I'm going to fix everything up. And the CIA just does as many drone strikes as they were going to do no matter who was in charge. There's a lot of people that are in charge of things that we did not vote for with our votes or our dollars. They're just there. They don't have term limits that expire. But you know what? Old Charlie Manson, he's old buddy boys with those guys. He's already kind of in the pocket. So if he had lived long enough to become president, which was just basically an eventuality based on his lifespan, it's not like if he would have won. It's just if he would have lived long enough for that to play out and finally happen. And he didn't, sadly. But, yeah, so he'd, he'd have a good relationship with them. I have a feeling there'd be a lot more psychedelic drugs being weaponized and therefore easy to buy on the sly. You know, and, you know, yeah. President Manson, he's a bad race war promoting, murdering, uh, raping, cult leadering lunatic, but he's the best president we got. And that's just what we have to accept. So, um, yeah, that'll be fun. Anyway, uh, but uh, let's see. But definitely the Republican ticket. Oh, yeah. Um, he would be the first Republican I will ever have voted for in my entire life. Because, you know, the the, the Democrats will probably run someone a little too milk toast. I actually learned, I've learned so much about politics I, that I wish I didn't know because it's stupid and I don't care. Mm-hmm. But... 
that they t- when when they know it's a slam dunk, that's when they don't tend to run their superstars. Like they ran Hillary because they thought it was going to work, right? Because everybody knows who that is. But it's like they run people like John Kerry when they're like, "Yeah, we're due for a lose." They don't want to waste the name on you know, which is weird. I guess it's a long game. It's stupid. It benefits no one that lives in this country. Like it doesn't really matter. But they'd be they would you know, unlike the whole Trump thing, they'd probably be like, "No, Charles Manson's definitely going to win." So we're just going to run. You know, like an Andrew Yang or somebody who's got a lot of good ideas, but he's way too young and people don't understand that everything he's saying is actually definitely going to happen. But they're stupid and it scares them. And they talk about robots taking their jobs. Remember Andrew Yang? He was his thing was all about automation, which is a really very real issue that's very much about to happen and affect even fucking generational dirt road bozos that just don't know about nothing other than driving a truck. That affects them when they're self-driving trucks, but it's robots and it's weird stuff and it's an Asian guy and they don't want to hear it. So it's like he's not going to swing anybody. And it's like, I like him, but if the the Republicans are running Charles Manson at 87 years old, I mean, who are you going to vote for? It's like automation might not end up being a problem if he's the president. We got to get rid of all those robots. Like, well, sir, we can't, you know, we're not... You can't just write executive orders and then he stabs that person and then there's no more robots. He feels like a very motivated man with the power to get things done. Vote Charles Manson's ghost, everybody. Again, uh, very left-leaning guy, but let's be honest, that's how it would play out and that's what I want to see. So, um, speaking of uh, right-wing politics and maybe George W. Bush and other people that would be that were worse presidents than Charles Manson would be I uh, I, I recently saw a um, a video of a bunch of and maybe you saw this it was like, a, like some sort of weird Christian missionary group started playing acoustic guitar which no one likes no matter what it's about and they started playing gospel praise songs on a crowded flight of people who just wanted to get where they were going. And they got up and they were singing like Rod and Todd Flanders. Like, if the devil doesn't like it, he can sit on attack. Ouch! Or whatever. That's probably not what they were doing. I didn't really want to listen to the audio because I was afraid that their message would be so powerful that I would actually start believing in the weird middle America right-wing church picnic version of Jesus that hates poor people. I was real scared that I might get sucked into that tempting, tempting world if I heard the siren song of those weird white people in sweaters that were singing. But the fun part about it is that, you know, there's, there's videos showing some people in the back kind of smiling and then some people just sitting there just wishing they were dead because flying is already stressful enough. And, uh, even if, even maybe even if you are a religious person, you're like, okay, but could you please stop doing that? Like, like if I, if they got up and they started, if someone started singing the songs like, Hey, everybody doesn't pussy feel good. I'd be like, I agree, but I would take the guitar away. Like John Belushi and animal house and smash it over their head. I'd be like, yes, it does. Pussy's great. Bang, bang. <laughs> like, and that would, but then you end up on a no-fly list. So it really made me, I had to start thinking. Because you also don't want, to, you don't want to be on a no-fly list. You don't want the plane to turn on you, like, and, and get real ugly, where they might end up on a no-fly list, but you're, you've are you been pummeled by religious zealots to death. You, you don't want that, okay? And the worst thing you could do is just let this happen without interfering, which I would be in fucking absolutely incapable of. Uh, a lot of people talk a big game and no one else can really back me up who's here right now, Alexis Wood, but Bill Ken, that if that happened on a flight we were on, I would be addressing the entire plane very quickly, especially considering the amount of vodka and Xanax it takes to get me on a crowded flight. You would be pulling a Mike Tyson. No, see, that's, you know, he, yeah, he should always punch people like that. But, but I'm, A, I'm no Mike Tyson. Right. Uh, he, he's a, he's a great, one of the greatest fighters of, the, of our generation. I mean, when I was a kid, I was seeing his fights and being like, I'm not a big sports guy, but I like watching Mike Tyson punch people. I own Mike Tyson's punch out on the NES. I have an emulator version on the arcade machine over there. Fantastic game. Also, now all he does is like he does like toad venom DMT and and, has, and grows weed and stuff. And I'm really glad he got his life together. That's what makes me really happy. Is that Mike Tyson's 
in a good place right now, but could still lay someone down on an airplane. But see, here's the thing. I, I can't I can't do that. I'm, I'm also not like a fucking gazillionaire like Mike Tyson. I can't afford the legal things. I can't be like, well, guess I'm on a no-fly list. I guess I'll just fly a private from now on, which he could. But I can't. And a lot of you listening to this, maybe you can't, unless Mike Tyson's listening, and then I want you to keep on keeping on. But if you're not Mike Tyson and you're not a billionaire and, and you know, whatever, you're not an MMA fighter and you don't want to be on a no-fly list, well, here is what I would have done in this situation. So first of all, I would stand up. And you don't want to start talking right away. You want to stand up to give a few people that quarter of the eye thing where they're like, I wonder if he's going to the bathroom. Nope, he's not moving. He's looking right at those people. Oh, get your phone out. Because <laughs> we're going viral, baby. And that's important. I have a podcast to support now. It's like having a kid, except for it's fun and easy and cheap. Um, but no, here's what I would do. I would stand up and I'd be like, hey, listen, I'm on this plane too, all right? And yeah, man. I also, I'll lie, like, I, I believe in, in, in your scary version of Jesus that doesn't help the poor. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm into that. I'm into all of that nonsense. I'm super into the how people read the Bible to me that I do not read myself. I'm with you. And my parents were, which they weren't, and their parents were, which they weren't. But we've been going to, I'm telling Bill all the lies, but I'm saying the lies loud and the truth quiet. But you'll know because you're motivated. But anyhow, I, I'll be, I'll stand up and be like, hey. When I was five years old, a man in a sweater with an acoustic guitar, when I was at church school, stuck his fingers up my ass, okay? And yeah, is it brave of me to say this out loud in front of this plane? Yes, but I can't sit here in silence because there's probably other people on this plane that have experienced the same thing. And maybe they're too afraid to stand up, and that's okay. I will be the sacrificial lamb. Jebediah 2618. I'll make up a fake Bible thing like that. And they'll be like, what? But I'll just keep talking. So they'll be like, I don't think that's it. And I'll be like, shut up. I remember asking you a goddamn thing. I'll just recite the thing from Pulp Fiction. But does he have a gun? No, I have a point. And that is, I was molested by a guy in a sweater who was an acoustic guitar guy just like you. And this is very triggering for me. It's causing me, in fact, to lose my faith, which is the only thing keeping me going because I'm on my third strike. I have beaten a lot of people to a pulp to prove a point and I've done time. Okay. So I'm not going to do it again, but I think that it's, 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 it's rude of you to, to, to remind everyone about when they were molested by singing this song. And as a matter of fact, I'm a little suspicious because this is my story and my journey, and I lived through that molestation. It was by someone just like you. That the guys that tend to stand up and play the guitar and sing the loudest is a distraction because they're molesters. Like, I suspect that you are. I think you're a chomo. You're getting the baby raper stamp right on your face, right on your passport there, pal. Just like Fed Smoker, and then if someone's at your mom's house fan, they'll be like... This guy's doing a bit. Like, one guy on the plane will be like, oh, fuck. I thought this was a real meltdown. They'll start laughing. And other people are like, what is he laughing at? Because I'm going to have a real serious tone here. I'm not a small dude. I have a lot of visible tattoos, and I'm kind of loud. And others, most people in the world could kick my ass, but on an airplane in a tense situation, I don't know. It's going to be a little, it's going to be a little unnerving. And everyone's already kind of tense, and I'm tense, and I don't need this reminding me of my childhood traumas, okay? And I think that you're playing that guitar to distract everyone from the fact that you're a pedophile. And honestly, the last time a bunch of people who were just so filled up with love for their religion started standing up and yelling out a plane, 9-11 happened. And I don't think we want this plane to get flown into buildings by these people, right? I mean, maybe he's playing that guitar while his accomplices run up and break into the cockpit so they could fly the plane into Planned Parenthood or whatever these fuckheads want to do. And then we're all going to die. And we just wanted to go to Vegas. 
And I think I can turn the plane against them, right? I think I could wield power if I could really get everyone like, they are, they are. Like, I go to church every day, but yeah, this guy does have Kitty Diddler vibes. I'll be like, we need to advance on them and, and just pummel them to death in this place. But I won't do it. I'll be like, I'm just, I'm just asking questions like Tucker Carlson. Like, I, is this guy a pedophile? Are they going to do a 9-11 on this plane? Are your children never going to meet grandpa in, in Reno, Nevada, or wherever we're going? Like, I don't know. I'm just asking questions, but are you willing to take that risk? And they won't be. They'll kill those people. It'll be really funny. Plus, remember how I kind of cued everyone to take their phones out? Viral video. Plane lands. I'm not on a no-fly list. I was just asking questions, and I was explaining how uncomfortable I felt. I didn't go over there, take the guitar away from him and smash him in the face like I know you want to do. So the reason I'm telling you this story is just remember, you don't have to take it, okay? But you do have to be a little mindful of your surroundings. Don't end up on a no-fly list, okay? Then you're going to have to take the train. And the train is slow. And your time's not worthless. You're a mover and you're a shaker. You're out there getting things done, living the dream. And I don't think there's any such thing as a no train list. But if it, after that second strike, I don't really know where you lay. Now you're just driving cross country, which can be very fun. And you can bring guns and drugs with you that you couldn't. Well, you can bring drugs on the plane. Actually, you can bring guns on the plane. You could check a firearm if you have the proper. Like, not if you're a, a maniac. Only if you're someone that took a half an hour to go through a, a concealed carry class and then <laughs> spent $100 at the police station who could now just buy an AK-47, which, you know, qualifies you as an upstanding citizen that would never do anything crazy. And you could check that on the plane, but I think it depends on what state you're going to. Check your local laws. But driving, you know, yes, can you bring more drugs and bigger guns with you? Certainly, but it takes time. It's expensive. You got to stop. You got to eat. A lot of the food on, you know, truck side, gas stations and diners isn't healthy. You're going to be eating a lot of those roller hot dog things or tornadoes or whatever. You'll be spending a lot of money. You're going to be doing a lot of sitting. You're going to gain weight. It's going to make it harder to accomplish your dreams when you do, in fact, get to where you're going. So when someone stands up and starts singing Jesus songs on a plane, just try to convince that whole plane that they're white jihadists and pedophiles and just turn the plane against them. But whatever you do, don't just sit there and let it happen. Like I did when I was five at that Bible camp. I learned my lesson. <laughs> I was not molested at Bible camp. My parents, we didn't go to church. I'm just, it's okay to lie if the lie is good, funny, really loud, or gets you out of trouble. I think your plan has a 25, no, 75% chance of succeeding. There's a 25% chance that the people will not get out of their seats because the last time they stood up, they got a finger in their ass. But that's only if, I don't know, Bill. Like, let's say that that really, because I'll do it more tastefully. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm being a little silly right now, I'll be honest. If I was in that actual situation, I think I would attempt to, to, to sell it a little bit more like it really happened. I wouldn't have such a comedic tone. I would try not to be smirking out of the side of my mouth because, you know, it, it makes me laugh when I, when I tell you what really happened like that. And I go, ooh, someone caught a your mom's house reference and all that. You start filming me. See, all that will be happening in real time, so I'll be able to be a little bit more focused. So I would think the odds that are the people that did get molested would get riled up more. They'd be like, this guy's serious. This guy's upset. They're, they're scanning me. And I've lied to like judges and stuff. And I've gotten the scan. I've gotten the, are you being a shithead scan? I know what it looks like. I know what it feels. You can feel it. It feels like a fucking weird, warm Chernobyl chest x-ray. You can just kind of tell that people are like, I'm like, this is what happened. And this is what happened. They're like, is he going to start giggling? Is he going to, is he going to be like, I mean, you know, is he going to anything? And if you just sit there and you just let them. Let, stop talking. Let them think about it. They'll usually let you go because they're like, all right. Usually the people that come in here lying are full of bluster and and what have you. And, um, yeah, you know. Oh, shit. I was going to make another point. That's all I have to say about that. I was going to make another point about the Scamazon crime thing, though. The Amazon. Oh, yeah, I did get it. was the beginning of the episode. I was coming in hot. I was coming in drunk. <laughs> And uh, I kind of got off of, um, there's, there's a thing that I've noticed, particularly with uh, the, the 
the Russian invasion of, of Ukraine and stuff where, where it's like we all knew, I knew, people that think know that that country is not it's a powerful country in a way because they have like oil and natural gas and that brings in money and you know, okay, but it's a kleptocracy. And, 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 and I love that everyone's learning that word all of a sudden now where it's like, Oh yeah, they, they lie about how many troops there are and the general just pockets the extra wages and like the whole thing where it's like all their equipment just breaks down because people are just siphoning off money designed to, to keep things modern and all that stuff. Like that's just, when corruption just is through and through. And what I've realized is, is that Russia is the United States. It's the only other country that's exactly, people are maybe like England, no, it is not. Russia is America with no money. Like Russia is America. If America was a guy who lived in like a nice townhouse, maybe a house, but wait, like an hour out of the city where it's cheaper and he has a family and he works at something where they order truck parts in and he's like a regional salesperson or whatever. He's doing okay. It, it actually kind of sucks. He's not getting paid what he's worth. He lives in the middle of nowhere. His wife's definitely fucking some guy at the one shitty bar, you know, boot, boot liquor, Bob's fucking whatever, cowboy boot bar. Um, it ain't great. But he's got, you know, he's got a couch to sit on and a big TV, and it's fine. He's doing all right. Russia is that same guy five years later, three years after the divorce, when he lost the kids in the house. He kind of still has the job, but he shows up kind of stinky and disheveled, and he's staying with friends, and he's kind of been doing blow and maybe selling it a little and he's thinking about stealing stuff from his job and he's gotten really bitter and just yells angry things on the internet because why should other people be happy metals in people's business like that's russia it's the same dude with no money and no hope and so there's no rules anymore but it's a nightmare and it's a dump but that's what we are we're like a corrupt nightmare but the the party it's only about 2 15 a.m at a raging party right now it ain't five in the morning yet. You're not looking at the sun still drunk and all coked up and wondering like where your friend and your shoe went and stuff. But it's 2.15. Like the 80s, it was like 11.01. You're like, it was like, well, yeah. Like this is a party. In the 50s was like, like 9.30. People were kind of getting there early and we're, having, we're talking, we're having a good time. It's civil. No one's ever, you know, some people are saying some racist stuff, but you know, that's it. So yeah, uh, we're, you know, once we get to that 4 a.m. fight and someone's throwing up, that's when we're getting real close to getting that divorce, losing the house and the kids and just becoming Russia. So I guess just the point of that is, is when people are like, what a dumpy country, but it's like, yeah, but they're not, it's like, are, are we like Japan except for X? Not really. Are we like Canada? Sort of. But culturally, it's just, we're just Russia if everything was kind of okay. Like, that's all we are. In the minute, in the, the minute the, the Golden Corral closes and the bottomless mimosas dry up, it's just a third world fucking natural resource extracting kleptocracy that, you know, I was saying in the last episode, and we start going back to the child soldiers because the demise of democracy is partially their fault on the internet, and, you know, comes full circle and all that. But, um, hey, I have a question. Did we already, did we play the little, the little Vladimir Putin, Putin uh, clip yeah. live yet? Okay, so I made something right now. This is kind of a test, and it's for fun. And again, I'm, do, I'm getting a new computer built, and I'm learning more about After Effects. I'm learning. I'm doing stuff. I'm bettering myself. I'm trying to raise my income and raise the value of all the other art that I output and everything like that by getting good at modern special effects. Also, it's real fun. I really like it, and I can mix music and sound design with it, which I was already doing before. It's kind of a real neat little niche, niche, whatever, that I've carved out for myself. But also, I can use that to make intros and bumpers for this show that probably won't really translate very well audio only, but since it's going on the, on the internet, um, on the YouTube, yeah, it's all on the internet. But anyway, so this is a little test clip. This is how I might, in the future, introduce something. Like, if I was going to introduce talking about Russia, maybe I would start it with this every time. But, uh, Bill, go ahead and play the clip. Blosky, blosky, oh! Game over. See, now that's fun. 
And we need more of that. You know, uh, what you're saying makes a lot of sense. Uh, that's why uh, Trump likes Russia so much. It's America, but it's filed for bankruptcy twice. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, and when everyone was like, he seems like maybe he's getting a lot of money from Russia and stuff, and it's like, yeah, maybe, maybe not, but it's definitely, it, 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 it's like America after like five or six Trump and Reagan presidents. It's like, okay, the party is over. The same people are now kind of elected president for life. There is no money except for these weird oligarchs that just rip everybody. Like, And we're already so close to that because all the pieces are there. Like even... Again, like that 19-year-old line cook that's just like, oh, they'll teach you to make fun of Elon Musk. This video didn't get that many views or whatever his point was. Uh, like they're already ready to go like, yeah, I love I love oligarchs. I love people that are so rich because they, they did their best and tried. They watched this motivational podcast and they went from someone on welfare and food stamps to being someone with a yacht. That happens. And it happens because you finally get motivated to get off your ass. That's right. And, uh, and they're all like, I love those guys, and I'm going to be one of those guys. So I'm going to I'm gonna do everything to let it turn into that, because I assume that that's the side of the fence that me, out of 375 million people, will be on. Even though I don't have rich parents or political ties or anything like that, I just figure that I will be American Putin's yacht buddy. Because I defended Elon Musk, and I'm going to get a prize in the fucking mail for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good, everybody. So keep doing that because I, I, you know what? I, I'm a mover and a shaker. I know. I have connections. That's why I do this, this, this show that is very informative. I have a news show called Dumb News. I'm in the know. And my friends, you know, they're like, they don't, they don't tell everybody, but the super rich, the public ones anyway, not the ones that, you know, there's the richest people in the world that are on the list. And then there's the people with more money that pay to never have their names released. Yeah, you know, Saudi royal families and things. But, uh, you know, not counting them, even though you maybe should. Uh, yeah, like guys like Jeff Bezos, when you're like, hey, he works for his money. He works for that. I don't want you just, you're just jealous. And whenever you do that, and you get like pizza roll crust all over your your not iPhone because it's uh yeah they 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 put a little check mark at, after your name and they go you know what this stupid fat piece of shit that lives in his mom's basement really stuck up for me when I was down like sure I made another fifty billion dollars during the pandemic when a lot of people went broke and small businesses got shuttered. So it feels like I'm doing good, but then you know what? A lot of people were kind of, you know, they were besmirching my good name. But then this Giga Chad crawls out of the depths of 4chan to go, hey, I'm tired of all of these really smart, well-adjusted people who understand the way society works pointing out everything bad that that guy's doing. So it's time for me to take a stand if I could. I'll be shitting. But believe me, I'll be telling the truth. And when John Wheeler goes like, hey, isn't it funny when this happens? You keep my name out of your fucking mouth like Will Smith. Give me the internet slap. Now teach me, especially once you're rich, and especially once we devolve into a horrible fucking impoverished third world fascism when you're, you know, going to be in charge and all these women will be forced to breed with you or whatever it is that you think is going to happen. And I'll be in jail for my descent, which I will be. I mean, that part's true. The other part, I'm kind of poking a little fun, uh, but I will be imprisoned for uh, the things that come out of my mouth. Actually, whether or not we become a third world kleptocracy run by a horrible fascist regime, I, 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 that's probably happening sooner than later. But in for a penny, in for a pound, that's what I always say. So I, you know, I'm go ahead, double down. Oh, boy. What else can I motivate you about today? What else did I write down? Mm, Christian stuff, Amazon crime. I was going to talk about abortion pills, but I feel like I should maybe start that at the top of an episode because it's a more important topic than that. Like, I was just going to recommend that, you know, that most, all these fucking states are starting to be like, oh, abortion's going to be illegal and we're going to stop this and da 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 da. But the fact of the matter is, is, is most abortions between 10 weeks are, are performed just by a, a battery of pills. Right. It's not a surgical procedure and it's not particularly different for everybody. And it's online. You can look it up. 
misoprosol and mefaprostine or something like that. Or Well, you can Google it. It's right there. I did. And I forgot what it was, but, you know, you can always Google it again. You don't have to remember things. Anyway, uh, I was just kind of going to, I was going to make a more in-depth thing about how, you know, if you're worried or maybe worried about a friend, like, like generally speaking, if you're, you know, let's say that you, you're, you're not planning on having kids or maybe you're going to at least put it off because, you know, of financial hopelessness and because, you know, the world that supports life is dying and only has one or two generations left and maybe you don't want to put anybody through that or whatever. And you've made that solid decision, but you don't want to become celibate because sex is like the only thing left. You just want to feel loved. You want to make a connection with someone. You want to enjoy one of the last pleasures available to you that you don't have to take out a giant loan for that you might get denied. You don't get to live your dreams, but at least you can fuck. And then you're a little afraid that you're living in a failing empire past its prime where all these states are falling to this weird white Sharia law shit and they're going to make it illegal for you to get abortions. Well, here's the thing. There's those two pills, mesoprofol and mesoprofene, whatever it is, look it up. Those are two words you need to remember. And the other two words are stockpile and dark web. And I'm going to let you figure all that out on your own. But even if you're a man, a single man, perhaps, maybe you get a bunch of those pills and you hoard them, you keep them, and you keep your ear to the ground. If anyone's like, I can't, I live in Texas, they're going to kill me if I even talk to my doctor. You go, okay, you take 200 milligrams of this, you wait this many days, you take da-da-da-da-da. Because why the fuck should we follow the rule? No one else does. The people passing those draconian laws are like just waving their bare bottoms in the face of the legal system. And they've been doing it. So if they're going to do that, why don't we stick some abortion pills in that butthole that they have out in the open? See how they like it. You know, commit crimes, like hoard medical supplies and, and dole them out to people you know. It doesn't have to be a business. I'm not saying that. You don't have to charge. I know that they cost money. You're taking a risk. But, you know, maybe a reasonable rate. Like, you know, 100 bucks cheaper than, than going to the doctor. Like, I don't know how much an abortion is, but it's probably like $800, $400. It's a lot. I don't know. Um, but, you know, if, if you can at least break even and do a little good for this world, I think maybe that's the right thing to do. So, you know what? I was going to talk about this on the next episode, but I'm just going to say it now. And you know what? I might say it again. And I might make even a funny little video about it. Something like that. Start hoarding abortion pills for when the shit hits the fan, because even if you're a dude, you might think you want to live in that world where no one's allowed to do that. Yeah, don't. <laughs> because, because when the bottom falls out and, and we basically become Russia and no one has any rights or anything, let, let me just, let me just um, spoil the premise of the joke I was making before, where I was like, maybe you'll be the guy on the yacht. You won't be the guy on the yacht, okay? You'll be working in a fucking coal mine at gunpoint to raise 10 kids because the only thing you can afford is to just fuck whoever can tolerate you and babies keep coming out of them and you got to pay for them. And like, it's just, you don't, you, you think that you, you kiss the jackboot, but it, it's going to get a lot harder to kiss when it's on your throat. Let me just make that clear. Wow. Yeah, hoard abortion pills. What do you find in there, Bill? Well, uh, in the first trimester, it can cost up to seven hundred fifty dollars, and fifteen hundred later in pregnancy. Yeah, and you know, it they were. I don't know the way they talk about it. They make it sound like they're just like handing this shit out. No, well, and that's again the the problem is it's connected to the whole medical, uh, you know, insurance system. And everything in this country. And, you know, so it's like, it's one of those things, you know, no one has a weird political thing. Should we be fixing people's broken legs when they come in or whatever? And that costs all this money and shit or whatever. But then they're like, yeah, but this shouldn't be allowed. But it is still part of that same system. Like, probably the manufacturer of the needed pills or the procedure would cost like as much as going to the chiropractor. But so much of the, the medical industry is just this... Um, What's one of this conflict of interest where it's just about figuring out ways to siphon money from the insurance company into whoever's infrastructural pockets or for getting money siphoned into the insurance, whatever. 
it's just an exchange. And it's like as much as that's like a hot button issue, you know, do women, in, you know, deserve to have rights in our modern technological world or not? Uh, regardless of your position on it, mine is that they should be able to not have kids if they don't want. Because I don't want people not wanting to have sex because they're worried about the consequences. You think you're not getting laid now? <laughs> Wait till they're afraid of having a baby with you. You can buy them all the drinks you want. <laughs> they're not putting another chud into the world. So, all right. And, um, yeah, let me uh, just enjoy a little smoke here. Mmm, CBD. I don't smoke real cigarettes. I'm wound up enough. I think I was actually chain smoking nicotine. <laughs> just like I'd have a permanent vein coming out of my forehead. So what I would like you to do, you know, I'm giving you motivation, possibly business ideas, making your day a little better. This comes out Monday morning at, at eight o'clock audio, the, the video, which is just about to start. Uh, it'll be on the alchemical cocktail lounge, uh, YouTube channel if you really want to watch it. Like, if you listened in your car on a long drive and you're like, I want to see what these assholes look like. I want to watch them drink and smoke um, and and not make eye contact with the camera and, and be ugly and weird. That, yeah, if you want to do that, then you can you can go look at that too. But what I, what I would really like, all I ask, because this is free, you know, Spotify might cost you something, but it's probably free with ads and Apple podcast I know is free because that's what I listen to things on if I have a long drive or something, which I do tomorrow to go shoot a video. Well, I guess it won't be tomorrow by then, but drive an hour away. But um, so, you know, what I ask for in return is only this, is that you give us a five-star review. Even if you hate it, just help me out, would you? What does it accomplish to give a one-star review? Like what do negative comments do for you? Like, if you're a guy, right, you're, let's say you're a straight guy, it's all I can speak to, okay, and you're on a date, and she comes over to your house, and you're like, I might seal the deal here. I'd love, you, I'd love for you to just try this someday if you're in this situation. Be like, hang on, though. I saw a thing on YouTube that I didn't like, so I need to just, would you just sit tight for just a second? I am going to sit here and type about how this person just should quit doing whatever they're doing. And how I don't like it. See what I did just there? Now, if you think you're still getting laid after that, well, you're probably the kind of person that leaves those YouTube comments and you probably don't have anyone at your house because it is the most lonely and sad, pathetic thing. I see things I don't like all the time. Okay? Like, I don't sit there being like, oh, fucking a Ben Shapiro video got suggested to me on YouTube. I better click on it. What's he have to say? Well, women should. I'm like, oh, I'm going to fucking tell him. No, that makes me an idiot bigger than he is because he's getting paid and I'm wasting my time. But if I see something I like, I would like to see more of it. So when I see something like Internet Comment Eric or whoever, whoever I like on there, uh, Michael Reeves, all these, all these fun YouTube, or even just friends of mine that have YouTube little, little shows and stuff, or a friend that's in a local band. I'll go, get, I'll go give them a five-star review or a rating and then give them like a funny, maybe a funny review. Maybe it's a little writing practice because it's fun and silly, but it's still generally positive because that's helpful. And there's enough positive shit in the world if you just like leaving comments, right? And you like reviewing things, like you get off on that then just find something you like. And if you don't like it, just don't fucking watch it anymore. There's not three channels. It's not like there's like, I wish that ABC didn't play golf all day because all there is besides that is NBC and CBS. And then I might have to go outside. We live in a world where you could look at it and watch even just like, like not even all media, just porno. Like, you, you would never in your lifetime be able to watch every porno on the internet end to end. You could start at the beginning of the alphabet, and you will grow old and die before you get to the end of anal. Okay? Like, so just watch something else if you don't like it. Don't be negative. But it feels good to help a friend out and to do a little good in the world. So, so you know, leave a five-star review and go, I like that John Wheeler. And Bill's okay. <laughs> Even if you hate the show, give it a five-star review because then more people will see it and you'll have people to talk about and hate it with. Yeah, because if no one knows what this is, how are you going to bitch about it? And that's the real problem is that people that leave negative YouTube comments don't have any friends, okay? And you want to be better than that. You want to meet people. You want to COVID's pretty much over. You want to be a mover and shaker. So, you know, 
get everybody to watch this. And then it's just like Seinfeld around the water cooler in the morning in the office. You're like, remember when Kramer went, whoa, and then said the N-word? Yeah, that was fun. We all saw that. So, you know, those days are gone. But maybe, maybe for you, a small group of your friends, they could come back. Thank you for watching, everybody. Stick around for next week's show. The Reverend John Wheeler podcast takes zero responsibility for the words, actions, or ideas of its host, guests, or listeners. Though the people on the screen may at times be speaking directly to you and may occasionally give you direct calls to action, neither Reverend John nor the Alchemical Cocktail Lounge are under any moral or legal obligation to answer for the potentially disastrous repercussions that may arise if you are stupid enough to actually follow the orders of a raving lunatic. Think for yourself and do whatever you want because you're on your own. If anyone ever tries to sue this podcast, Black SUVs will converge on your location in the darkness of night and you will never be seen again. Remember to like and subscribe.